Welcome to the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, the official jewelry provider of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast where our listeners go to get engaged, 707 Walnut in Philadelphia, always at LLPavorsky.com. I'm Spike Eskin along with the next veteran that the Sixers are going to sign. That is Mike Levin of LibertyBallers.com. Hi, Mike. Hey man, at at 26, I guess that is that would qualify as like deep veteran for this team. Yeah, well, like Brett Brown said about Tony Roden at one point, he's our version of a veteran. So yeah, yeah. Some housekeeping issues, as always at the beginning. Bus trip info coming. If you're waiting for bus trip info, there will be bus trip info coming the first week of February. We'll have some. Whoa, what the hell was that? Did you hear that? No. Oh, okay, that was cool. Uh, anyway, forget it. You didn't hear it, so it didn't happen. Okay. Um, yeah, there was some weird noise. Anyway, uh, bus trip info will be coming the first week of February, so remember that. Please rate us on iTunes if you download. There have been ratings coming in, great reviews, hilarious reviews. Thank you. Leave your hilarious review on iTunes. Uh, our Stitcher listeners, there have been, as you've seen on Twitter, people who have thanked us for being on Stitcher. I don't know why anyone would use Stitcher, but they do. <laughs> so it's it's basically a podcast app, but it's their own separate network. So if you, you can't, you have to. To choose to be on Stitcher, whereas like any normal podcast app, you can just add an RSS feed like it's open. For some reason, Stitcher, it's not, but people like it. So whatever we've uh, – over the three months we've been on Stitcher, our uh, listenership on there has grown. So thank you. Ricky Knight at the, uh, the the center. Ricky Knight at the Sixers is February 26th. Tickets will be on sale until January 23rd. We will have a happy hour in the Cure Auto Club beforehand from 5 to 7 where we can all awkwardly meet each other uh, before we chant weird things at the Sixers during the game. Um, go to Sixers.com slash promo and use code RTRS to buy the tickets. They are 23 bucks each. And remember, we'll be picking 25 people who buy tickets to, uh, on another date, play a basketball game on the floor of the center um, for 90 minutes, so an official rights to Ricky Sanchez basketball game, which um, I'm trying to decide whether there should be video of or not. I imagine there has to be. <laughs> yes. Video of you – one thing I've learned, video of you playing basketball really does not look the way it feels no. at all. No, it does not. It's really, really rough. <laughs> it looks terrible. So yeah. we'll be getting – so thank you for sitting through all that. We'll be getting to Twitter – I asked for Twitter questions earlier, so we'll be getting to those later. So here's what I've got, Mike, on the on the agenda for today. We have a couple of games to discuss. We have the Timberwolves win, I believe, right? That was this week. And the yeah. we have the Hawks loss. We have – I'm sure you didn't read it, but some people were commenting on a uh, moderately interesting Brian Windhorst article on Sam Hinkie and the Sixers this week. Uh-huh. We, ha- we have the signing of Elton Brand, of course, uh, as, as – um, as somebody pointed out, a guy sent me an email that said that I uh, on the on the the D'Antoni episode of the podcast, I said that we, we said that Christian Wood would be the one to go when they finally signed. Uh, it was minute forty seven. I say, so is Christian Wood the guy to go when we sign Elton Brand? And you you lamented that he would be. So we also have our farewell to Christian Wood. We have the um, the Sam Hinkie meeting with. Shane Battier, which looks like it could be something, which also 
was was uh, I uh, facetiously predicted at the end of November. Unfortunately, well, not I have no problem with Shane Battier. We have the um, we have the emergence of Rashawn Holmes, and we have uh, some more Nerlens and Okafor playing together a little more recently than it has been in the past. So. Um, I think we should start with the hello to Elton Brand and the farewell to Christian Wood. Yeah, let's do it. How well, do you feel? Uh, well, so I think – so a lot has, has been made, and we'll get to this if we discuss the Brian Windhorst thing later. A lot has been made of whether the recent moves have been Jerry Colangelo moves or Sam Hinkie moves or a combination of both, whereas I believe they are actually uh, all Brett Brown requests, to be honest with you. I believe oh. that the moves have been to satiate Brett Brown. I think Brett Brown liked Ish Smith and wanted Ish Smith back, and I think um, I think Brett Brown probably wanted a guy like Elton Brand on the roster. And I also think that Brett Brown hated Christian Wood. So I think these are all – like he – remember, Christian Wood would never even play in blowouts. Yeah. Um, you know, sent to the D League. And it's funny. I actually – I was watching – I'm sorry I'm talking a lot here. But I was watching – I was seeing like a lot of great Christian Wood stats from like D League. So I decided to watch a couple of sevens games. And boy, if you can't pile up stats by still looking like shit in the D League, man, that is the place that you can do it. Boy, did he – he did not look like he wanted to be in the D League. I'll tell you that much. So um, that's cool. But uh, I am fine with it because I liked Elton Brand, and he. Um, I just I liked Elton Brand, and of all guys, of all like uh, you know vets who, you know the the guys who we have rallied against having recently. Um, I like Elton Brand, so I have no problem. Yeah, with Elton Brand he's, being he's cool. I, yeah. I liked his. Uh... There's this, there's always this rumor. I don't know where I've heard it for the first time, but there's there's always a, out in the atmosphere how like Elton is very cheap. Yes. And uh, and so him signing here seemed like oh he's just gonna make some more money. But then like he sort of went out of his way to write that long article on Sports Illustrated, uh, which I liked. Yeah. Um, he seems I mean good. Like I I've always questioned how much. Like teaching goes on player to player. Yeah. Like there, it just seemed like well, and then blank will be able to mentor blank. It just seems like come on, like yeah. who's doing that? Who's what? Like thirty-five-year-old former star is like. I really want to bestow my wisdom upon this young shithead that is taking my place as I go through a life crisis and not be able to use my body anymore. Like I just never seen. I just never bought it. Um, but Elton is, is signed here with that exact verbiage. Yeah, he said so, he was going to do it. He he basically yeah, wrote so. that he was signing with the Sixers to give back. And he, there was a whole paragraph about Jaleel Okafor, basically. Like, yeah. you know, like, um, I I don't know. I would yeah. love for Elton Brand to be Jaleel Okafor's dad instead of Jaleel Okafor's dad. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be totally fine. Uh, how come... Isn't Jaleel Okafor Emeka Okafor's nephew? Or am I making that up? I really thought he was. Well, they're both named Okafor. Yeah, that's that is a a close (laughs) thing. I I I don't know if I just made up if that actually exists or not. But why not? I mean, Uncle Emeka could also be fine. Anyway, um, Elton, I don't know how much he's gonna play. Yeah, Um, not not soon. By the way, Uh, it doesn't seem as if he's even in close to shape. You know, yeah. So. It's it. I remember when Elton was last here, which was what 
four years ago? Five years ago? They used the amnesty to sign Nick Young, right? So (laughs) – on Elton to sign Nick Young. So four years ago, I guess. It was the last year of Doug, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Yes, (laughs) just before the last year of Doug, Yeah, right, right, right. Doug Doug and Nick Young were uh, bound together. Yes, yep. But he looked slow and old then in his last year of the team. And then you watch him with like the Hawks or the Mavs or whoever he played with, and he looked even slower. So I can't imagine if we look at Carl Landry and are like, "Oh man, this guy is archaic." Elton Brand might not look like he's moving at all. Yeah, I, I think the difference is that I think um, peak, like Carl Landry, like doesn't look like he's in shape and doesn't look like he's good. like he looks kind of chubby and he. Looks yeah. like he that's not going to change. I don't think that is, you know, like his wrist was hurt, not his knee. Um yeah. but but uh peak shape Elton Brand is pretty good shape. Like he was he was I would I would agree with everything that you said and I don't think he'll be an asset, but I think the uh, on the court really, but I think the one thing that probably doesn't go away is he'll probably be able to throw some minutes defending the post and I think yeah. you know, that jumper will probably still work I would imagine I would guess so uh, I think that's got to be the hope is that he can help out down low with uh Jaleel specifically yeah like maybe at some point he can go hey shithead you should try on defense like just <laughs> I don't know at don't some know. point that, is, that, is that the language he should be using he should be just calling him out well that's, I mean that's, that's I mean probably uh, mentor a young player. Oh, it's better than the language that you know Kobe and uh, Joakim Noah and uh, and Rajan Rondo use. Like you know, sh- shithead seems like it's uh, almost um, you know, you no, know, it'd be great. chummy. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised by how much the uh, the Jaleel's dad stuff from Mike Weber blew up last week. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that should be on the list too. I mean. Mike Weber, who has had a successful, you know, a, a, has a successful career, right? I mean, like, has done things. It, like, I feel like his, if you, I, I didn't look through his Twitter, but his dad, his dad tweet ended up with, like, 500 retweets. It ended up on Sports Illustrated website, and, like, it was everywhere. It was huge. Really funny. Yeah. Really, really Because yeah. he, you know, mostly tweets about, you know, young adult stuff. Yeah. About- area and then so that's how that's what his followers like and so then he tweets about sports and like loses like a hundred followers in a second yeah so he, here he comes here he comes with some big jaleel ogavor's dad scoops well i mean look we don't have a lot of um you know i i believe that there are people that listen to our podcast who are in you know reason not high places but reasonably important places but we don't have a lot of like out front sort of like um, you know, well-known Ricky listeners who throw it out there, and here's is he our is he our Spike Lee? Yes, he has to be. Look, he okay, his great. his biggest tweet of all time is wearing our lottery party shirt with Jaleel Okafor, uh, Jaleel <laughs> Okafor's dad, rather. I mean, and by the way, he seemed really like proud of the whole experience. <laughs> so, oh, he, he he very much is. He very much is. <laughs> He yelled at Kendall Marshall, trust the process. Like, who does that? I wouldn't even do that. It's our he's podcast. Right. I would never say that to one of those guys. So. He's, to- he's totally in. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's um, the best. 
Oh, speaking of which, should, I, so I feel like I could get Elton on the podcast. Do you want him on the podcast or no? I don't know. Maybe. I, okay. I was thinking about – we haven't talked about this, but I was thinking about trying to get Roten on the podcast if that would be worthwhile or if that would just be upsetting. Well, I don't know how we do it aside from tweeting at him at this point. Yeah. So if okay. well, that's how we got stopped. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to launch that? I, I don't know. We should. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, don't know. I think okay. it might be too upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe once he catches on with another team, almost. I feel like it would be better. I don't want to like. I don't know. Maybe he's down in the dumps. I actually. It's funny. Uh, I all you guys. We, let's not actually. Let's. Let's later. Let's get to Isaiah Cannon. Not right now. Okay, but let's great. get right. Okay, to now Isaiah. I'm excited about this podcast. All right. So, Sam Hinkie. Oh, so fair, do you want to do a fair? By the way, we're we're coming up on 15 minutes. So let's Here see we if go. we disconnect. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, do you no, want to give your fair? Christian but, Wood. Yeah. Christian Wood is going to be an All Star, and it's just a matter of when it happens. It's he's a young kid. He is certainly. Not all there head wise. If 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 Brett Brown doesn't like you, there's a good reason why I think. Um, and I support the decision to get rid of. Like I'd be more upset if I got rid of TJ because I was like TJ could help. TJ's helping now, and like he deserves to be there. And by the way, TJ's done like a nice. Like he's had like a nice. Um, he had a bad game against the Hawks, but. He's. Yeah. Ha- I feel like he's had a nice comeback. Like yeah. he he played well, and then everyone figured him out. But then he seemed to figure it back out a little bit. So yeah. I, it's good for TJ. I think he's really, really perfect as a backup point guard. Like I couldn't imagine. I couldn't sculpt a more perfect backup point guard. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to Christian Wood. But yeah, Christian had to. I mean, had to. He's got to get his head on straight, and he'll get there. Look at you know Hassan Whiteside. He's dominating the league. And he couldn't catch on for a while. And that's Christian Wood, man. Uh, I'll always believe in him. I'll always have his back. But he's got to get his head on straight. He's got to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And, uh, you know, if he ever wants to talk about it, I'm here. Yeah, I feel like there is a – so there's a, a balance that goes between just how talented you are and just how just how much of a shithead you are. And, you know, the more talented you are, the more of a, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, the more of a shithead you can be. But then there's like, but, but as those, those, uh, those bars, you know, if this was a, uh, this was NBA 2K, like if, if your, if your score, if your shithead score is too high and your talent score isn't high enough, well, then people are just like, We'll figure it out somewhere else, shithead. Is, is shithead score in NBA 2K? Yeah, it is. It is, actually. I mean, Christian okay. Wood was a 91 uh, shithead oh, score. Oh, wow. That, that's up there. That's up yeah. there. Who's the, who's the highest? Other than DeMarcus, who's the highest? Rajon Rondo is 100 shithead. Okay. Yeah, 100 shithead. Wow. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, so so I think um, – are you still there? Because we're past 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm blown away. I'm hanging on the edge right now. Wow. Okay, so I think – you know, I think his. I think honestly, I think the Jaleel Okafor stuff. I think already he probably wasn't a favorite of Browns. And by the way, this isn't me knowing anything; it's just guessing. But I'm guessing the Jaleel Okafor stuff, him being there, I think he he probably his shithead uh, score probably went up. I would guess couldn't and, couldn't have helped. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, he's gone, and I. I I part of me wishes that Elton Brand and Carl Landry weren't essentially the same player at this point. Yeah. Because if you're going to have two, you know, 
hold your hand veterans may as well have them at different positions. Right. But I don't know. I mean, Carl Landry right now, uh, he sort of disappears for a game or two, but then I'll have a game where it's like, oh, we're winning this game because of Carl Landry. And that's a weird phenomenon to wrap your head around. Well, but and, I think and he's ish, got, ish I think is, he'll be gone. Yeah, ish for sure. It's sort I think, of that, yeah. Yeah, but I think Carl Landry is really building his trade deadline, like help a vet- help the team out someplace uh, stock. And I could see them moving him uh, in a month, which uh, I didn't even realize the trade deadline was that close. That's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I mean, we yeah. I, I'll always remember the trade deadline as the uh, the day I almost died when it looked as if they hadn't traded Evan Turner. And one I, of my favorite one of my favorite tweets. I as I've said <laughs> okay. before. I yeah, keep- you fave that one. Yeah. Yeah, I keep a very strict fave list, and your uh, your headline about trading Evan Turner uh, when you died at your keyboard was uh, was up there. Um, you, it's in. You, you know, this is this is an aside that is very stupid. But as you, you you mentioned, I so I used to keep a very tight fave list. It used to be thing. <laughs> hey, girl, keep it yeah. tight fave. So I used to I used to keep things that were were genuine, like I never want to forget this, or yes. I got to remember this for the Ricky. Those were the only things I faved. Yeah, I, that, I won't even I won't even fave, fave a thing that I need to remember for like a thing. I need okay. it, it, it. I'll have to I'll like email that to myself. That okay. that'll be. But then. Um, they changed it to likes, and and here's yeah. here's the other thing. I realized that like sometimes I want to. Here's what happened. Sometimes I want to acknowledge when somebody responds to me that it was um, a good tweet, but I don't want to retweet it because I hate filling up timelines yeah. with stuff that people don't understand. Um, yeah. But I also don't want to say good tweet guy every time. So I decided about a month ago I'm not going to be so precious with my faves. And okay. and so I like I understand your position, but like I I sort of wanted people to know, hey bud, good tweet, but here's, I didn't want to have to write out. You good don't want to say it, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing: is that I think when you get that when you get that hot fave from a guy who always faves tweets in response, I think you're kind of like, oh, he just doesn't feel like responding to me, so he's tossing me a pity fave. Um, and I think that that's I see that I'm like, oh, you just didn't want to continue this conversation. I'm just gonna like this tweet. Yeah, I, I don't. It's never a pity fave for me. It's always a, it's always a point. Like I, I, I want to hand out internet points, and okay. and I feel like a retweet is like, like Bitcoin stuff. Yes, it's like it's like our Bitcoin. So yeah. a retweet. This is the dumbest conversation we've ever had. So a Love retweet it. is like a hundred and fifty internet points, whereas yeah. a like is like twenty internet points. You know, I, I feel like and that doesn't mean that twenty isn't a lot of internet points. It means that hundred fifty is a like a real is a very expensive thing. So Yeah. I'll retweet stuff that's like good or like important or like pressing, whatever, but it wouldn't make if it, if it's too topical, usually I wouldn't it wouldn't make my fave list because I, I wouldn't, you know, remember it in a year, a couple years' time, right? It's and, and it's important. And while we're on this, um, you don't have to make, you don't have to quote retweet every conversation no, you, you, you had, had. You were, you were. I saw that tweet about yours being hot on that. Yeah, I hate it. It just fills up my feed with conversations that I, I'm not a part of. I like Twitter. Twitter works in a way that I do not have to watch conversations between two people that. Like that, I'm not interested in both. Like I feel like they yeah. do a good thing of that, and people are like ending that. It's like you know, I love Bamani Jones, but Bamani, could you cool it? Like I don't need to see every tweet that you get. 
Anyway. Yeah. It, it Sometimes it feels like, hey, a lot of people tweet at me, you know? Yeah. So just, just I want you guys to know, like, people tweet at me. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, oh, by the way, here's – and this isn't just him, but, but like, I get that there are, like, dumb people on the internet. Like, I yeah. understand. There's racist people and there's dumb and you people. Ca- and you call them out a lot. No, I, but I've, I've really tried to stop. Like, I've okay. – like I, I've really cut down on that because I you, I you used to though. Oh yes, yeah. But then I realized like everybody knows. And then if I'm if I do that to everyone that's stupid, like unless they're they're aggressively stupid, then I'm just sort of a bully. And I don't want to be a bully either. Like I don't want to be an internet bully. So anyway, and you and you are also like sort of giving a voice to, to their bullshit beliefs. Yes, like even absolutely. If, even if you even if you like like there was this article about like. I, I should have it in front of me, but like, don't give, like, there's like a small segment of people who are either racist or bigots or sexist or whatever. Um, and just people who get like angry at those people and tweet about how angry they are at those people, that's helping their cause. And it's like, just ignore them. It's yeah. better to ignore them. The way, the way that it was, like, you are not, you aren't, by the way, and you're not shaming them. That's what the other thing I learned, that these people don't feel shamed by it. Like they feel empowered by the fact that you reacted to them. So, you know, I've brought this up. I think I brought this up on the podcast before. Like this, I think this changed for me when I watched Rocky 2. Did I, t- I told you that, right? <laughs> no, I don't okay. think so. Okay. So I'm watching Rocky 2 one day. And, you know, Rocky 1, Apollo Creed beats Rocky, but probably yeah. lost the fight. So Rocky 2 is basically like, like Apollo's people telling him no rematch, but he keeps getting all these letters in the mail from people that yeah. are like, you know, you lost that fight, you asshole. You should fight him yeah. again. You know, you're a fraud. So if mm-hmm. Apollo doesn't listen to the haters, if he if he stopped listening to the haters, he would have yeah. never fought Rocky again. He would have never died. Um, he would have never fought <laughs> Ivan Drago. So the listen, killed Apollo. yes, it, they clearly killed Apollo. It's <laughs> a direct line from haters to death. I mean, his, the whole first twenty-five minutes of the movie is him like throwing letters, going, "Look at what they're saying! Look at what they're saying!" It's like, who cares? <laughs> I want to see that exact movie just with him like throwing tweets. Yes, just yeah. Them up. Yo, this guy just sent me another meme. It's it's like it's Kermit <laughs> sipping tea again. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we the guy put sad Michael Jordan on my face again. So. Uh, Shane Battier, is there any – as long as he's just an advisor guy, I like Shane Battier. Yeah, he seems like – he seems cool. Like he's the uh, – him and uh, – who is that Miami defensive end? Jason Taylor? Yes. They're like – they're like the same of each other's sports I think. They also kind of look alike. Am I making yeah. that up? Well, how many fucking Duke guys, by the way, like yeah. if if having Elton Brand – Shane Battier, Ala Abdul Mabi, by the way. Yeah. All surrounding Jaleel Okafor. I mean, if this isn't the most, I know Abdul Mabi was signed before Okafor. Yeah. Actually, Okafor went batshit before they signed Al Abdul Mabi because the Old City incident and the speeding incident were both before Allah's uh, signing. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't mind. I and I know you don't know who this is, or at least understand, but it could be a. Good prep for Duke product Brandon Ingram, who is nearing the top of my board. Oh, really? I've heard of him. I've read tweets about him. He's really great. He's less talented than Ben Simmons, but a 150% better fit. 
we'll have to decide if we want if well actually you'll have to decide if you want to talk about this later but i watched a ben simmons game so uh which is which it's, is that's rare for you as as rare as rare can be which i was game did you, which game did you watch let's talk about it there was um you want to talk about it over the Minnesota game and the or no, we'll get to that. The okay. Shane Battier Shane thing is like it. Any, anytime I see pick, someone like snapping pics of Sam Hinkie in the wild, like I I love it. Like yeah, any yeah, yeah. anything where like because he doesn't think of himself as like this celebrity person. He just goes to a restaurant yeah. and is a sort of sort of like he's got a famous looking face. Not famous in like a celebrity way. Famous in just like a huh. That's a peculiar looking. Yeah. Shaped head, <laughs> <laughs> and then some people just take pictures of him, and uh, I love it. I he's, really couldn't get enough. He sort of looks exactly the way Sam Hinkie should look, if that makes any sense at all. I mean, I feel like he just looks like Sam Hinkie, you know. Anyway, um, so I watched the game where he was sort of in foul trouble in the first half, and was it Kentucky? Is that who they played? Uh, the this LSU week? Kentucky game. Yeah. yeah, I watched. I watched that game too. And uh, yeah, he was in foul trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one I watched. Um, I it just sort of reaffirmed what I al- already thought. I think. Like first of all, <laughs> okay. So first of all, this is not a negative Ben Simmons thing. This is me. Just I'm. I'm not being trolly. Like, and please don't. Don't like. Sometimes when I talk about Jaleel Okafor, I'm purposely trying to annoy people that like him, but uh-huh. o- only because they started doing it before I was doing that. So now yeah. I know how easy it is. I'm not being trolly about Ben Simmons. I just don't watch a lot of this stuff, and I think about it a very specific way. So I'm, I'm like, if you hate how I think, that's fine, but it's it is how I think. So <laughs> I watch him, and first of all, like, like his team seems pretty bad. And it well, that, seemed, and that was the best game that they played all year. Yeah, too. and and it seems like he is like how they play is exactly what I don't like about when there's a good guy on a shitty college basketball team because all it is a lot of times is just like him going nuts. Like they're just like give it to him, you know. And that's why he didn't play. That. I mean, he wasn't foul trouble, so he didn't play that much. I, I, when I was watching, it felt like he was off the court for a, a ton of the game. Um, well, the first half he was off the court a lot. I don't think he was off the court so much the second half. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I watch him and it makes me – like I look at – then I look at the numbers and the numbers – I don't care as much about the numbers anymore. Like I understand the numbers are great. But here's what I see. I just don't know how – like like what he's supposed to be in the NBA if he uh-huh. – if he it, look, if he can shoot, then – that is that gets game over, right? Yeah. But LeBron couldn't shoot either. But LeBron was so superior athletically to yeah. what Ben Simmons is, and so much stronger that mm-hmm. he could get to the the rim at will, and he could finish in you know he could finish through contact and all of those things. But I don't see that with Ben Simmons. So I just see like a super tall guy who thinks he's a point guard, and I just I don't know how it works. I feel like. He's like a more like a sort of more athletic Dario Saric is like isn't the same thing. Well, sort of? he's he's really really good at going to the basket. Like okay. he's like unbelievably impressive, and he's and he's very crafty around the rim. Can finish really well. He's certainly not as athletic as LeBron, but in terms of getting to the basket, he he has a, a ton of moves to get there. Um, he's not that long. I know. Did you have a tweet about wingspan? 
Uh, yeah, I said it should be arm span. They're, yeah, they they don't have wings. <laughs> okay, so Ben's arm span is not that. So he's like like only like a six. He's like six ten with like a six eleven arm arm span. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you watched a game where he wasn't like electric. Right, uh, right, right. And there's there's stuff that he does where you're just like, oh man, how's anybody gonna stop this? My concern as it has been, and I'm really excited to talk about the drafts in January with you. How about this? Yeah. Uh, my concern is really the jump shot. And I was just, I, I had like a draft of a tweet for like a full hour trying to get the right words and I just ended up deleting it. Um, like how many people have, have come out of the draft and they're like, well, he doesn't have really a jump shot now, but like there's no reason he can't develop one. Right. And it's like, well, the reason he can't develop one is because He's been alive for 20 years, yeah. and he's been playing a ton of basketball and doesn't have a jump shot. I, I understand the idea that like a lot of times people don't need one, uh, and that's you know Tony Roden, LeBron. I mean, if you can get to the basket as well as you can, then like why would you settle for an outside shot? But also like realize that you're trying to become a professional basketball player, and a jump shot is important. So yeah, he's not a bad foul shooter, but he just watching him like look at a jump, a wide open jump sh- jumper and be like, Oh no, I can't do this. Like right. I just, am, I'm having like fever dreams about like MCW and like just brick city or, I mean, yeah, he can, I mean, he can get by people, but there's going to be defenders, Kawhi, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Draymond, who's going to cover him, and they'll be able to move their feet well enough and body him enough to where he's not just going to be able to, go to the rim whenever he wants. So he's going to need a jump shot. And uh, yeah, he's he's a kind of guy that's like a specific fit um, where if you put him on the wrong team, then you're going to, it's going to not work basically. Um, but he's he is like elite level at a bunch of things. Shooting is not close to one of them, but I, I think you still have to take him first. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. Because of how like, otherworldly he is and the potential for for like a top five player is sort of real i'm just so sick of guys who can't shoot i'm just like you're sick of guys who can't shoot and can't dribble yes yes you know that's me yes those those are your three things i got you picked but I'm 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 like the the fat thing goes back a long time. The shooting thing, I'm just like the fat thing is like per, more personal to you. Yes, the the shooting thing, I'm just worn the fuck down. I'm just yeah. like, you know, uh, I just I give me a guy and and I don't like, you know, um, I I and like to your point, I, I'm sort of sick of, you know, well once he develops a jump shot, well like that's not easy, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there's once, once Andrew Bynum's healthy, it'll be great. Yeah. Yes. Right. And and if you, by the way, if you don't develop a jump shot, you know that that you have to be real. You know, Jason Kidd. It took him till he was what thirty four or something, but he was so good otherwise. I mean, so so good. Um, and in a different era of the NBA, it just feels like na- if you can't shoot now, yeah. boy, boy, you better be a rim protector because otherwise, there's no, there's like no other use for you in the NBA if you can't shoot and you yeah. can't. Uh, and you're not a rim protector. It's almost like and, he, and he's not a shot blocker right, right now. Right. So he, I mean, Ben Simmons. I think ideally, you put him next to a guy like Joel Embiid, who can uh, protect the rim and also step outside and hit shots. Um, he wouldn't work 
next to Jaleel at all, I don't think. On offense, I mean, they could pick and roll and that'd be fun. But in terms of like spacing the floor and defending anybody, he's not, a, he's not bad at moving his feet. And he's a really good defensive rebounder. Hey, um, do you know who works next to Jaleel? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> give, no. give him some time. I still think I. I still think we got to give him some time. Yeah. I don't know if you're totally out on him, but yeah. as much as I didn't like the draft pick and and don't like a lot of what I'm seeing, I do think that people get too uh, just too quick to judge yes. some stuff. I will say people are too quick to judge, and also I'm out on him. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> that's that's this is a perfect time. Um, to talk about our Ben Simmons, uh, yeah. that is LL Pavorsky and LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Look, Mike, I don't know if you've noticed, um, but it is a month away from Valentine's Day, Ooh. and Valentine's Day is uh, very important if you have a lady, um, because here's what she's going to tell you. Uh, a lot of ladies tell you this. They go, you know, Valentine's Day is very commercial. Don't worry about getting me anything. You know, blah 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 blah. That is a lie and the reason that well it's not necessarily a lie it's and they might even feel that way at that moment but then when it's valentine's day and somebody else gets something and yeah. they do not get anything like it's terrible so you get them like a nice dinner they don't want that no no a nice dinner in addition to whatever the hell else you do like yeah my recommendation to you and, and my wife is not in the house so she won't Make make a fucking show. Make a show out of it. Make a show out of it. You have. Let me tell you something. Your wife is never going to be upset at you for going a little overboard on Valentine's Day. Sure. Never, never. Or your I like, girlfriend. I like Ella like Pavorsky spots becoming uh, relationship advice. Too. Yes. We're, well, this is what you always looping, wanted. We're losing you know, that in. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to bring back relationship advice and then just do them congruently, right? Um, that might be so, move. so if you're gonna propose. Valentine's Day, you know, some people might tell you it's cliche, but again, your your girlfriend uh, is never going to be upset with you if you pr- propose on Valentine's Day. If you need that engagement ring, LL Pavorsky is the place to go. If you just need a wonderful Valentine's Day present, LL Pavorsky, look, you tell him what you're, pr- you go in there and you're like, look, I'm a truster of the process. And he puts his arm around you. He gives you some of the chocolate he's got in the back of the store. You Ooh, guys in the back, the good yeah, chocolate. Yep, you guys settle down. He puts his arm around you. He tell you tell him how much you want to spend on a Valentine's Day present. He's going to get you something perfect. He's going to work with you on it. I believe, and I'm almost certain, and we'll have this ready to announce next week. He's going to have a right Ricky Sanchez Valentine's Day special package available. My God, yes, a special package. Look, LL has been down with uh, Lickface and the process since it started, right? Um, he is a close personal friend of the both of us. He is the father of Jake Pavorsky, and he is the official jeweler of the Rice Ricky Sanchez. So whether it's an engagement ring, whether it's a Valentine's Day present, or whether you're just getting something to show your lady you love her, or your fella, or your fella, you know, L.L. Pavorsky open to There's, anything. There, there are good watches there, I saw. Yeah, they're good watches. You know, they're hey, maybe your your fella has his ear pierced. I don't know. Maybe he wants to wear a bracelet. You might. LL Pavorsky always available to you. He's on Twitter at LL Pavorsky. You can call him at the shop, 215-627-2252. You go visit him at 707 uh 707 Walnut. Um he's our dude. So uh LLPavorsky.com. 
um, or just email them from the website. And as the official jeweler of the Ricky, L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers makes a generous donation to the Alzheimer's Association of Delaware Valley and Rain. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. The only blog dad online you'll ever need. <laughs> and they ain't that the truth. <laughs> <clears throat> so there were two games this week. Um, that we've missed. There was the win over the Timberwolves, which it's was... It's almost hard to keep track of all the wins. Right. Can, can I... Here's a thing with the wins and something that I've, I've noticed... Um, You're thinking they're too good? No. No. And that'll come through when our Twitter questions. Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, the Hawks game reminds you that they are not too good at all. Um, yeah. By the way. No, I just... I only want to talk about for the rest of my life if the Sixers are too good. That's... Yeah. <laughs> They're always four, gonna be the They're four and thirty-four. <laughs> Are they too good? <laughs> they have like half as many wins as the next worst team. Like, what do the Lakers have? Six or seven wins, right? Um, they have the Lakers have eight now. Do they have eight? And they've but, almost won a couple other ones. They almost yeah. beat the Kings and they almost beat the Thunder last night. Yeah, the, asleep yeah. I read. I saw the highlights this morning. Um, so, Lou had forty-three. Yes, and for some somehow somehow didn't get the it scored twenty three in the fourth quarter and did not get the final shot. Love you, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> so one thing that is funny to me about the um, the the non processors is like look at the big like change that has happened. Like look at how everything is fixed now that Ish Smith is here and they signed out in Brand and Mike D'Antoni is on the bench. Okay, so. <laughs> Jerry, uh, no, Mike, yeah, yeah, the the Jerry Colangelo people, but Mike D'Antoni is now on the bench. Like, yeah, you know, yes. they beat Phoenix. So. I was I was adding Colangelo. Yeah, and Colangelo. Like, look at what Jerry Colangelo has done. Like my 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 response to that now is, if what you're telling me is that all they were away from being a respectable NBA team was Ish Smith, then they were much closer. Like, then this team was way better than you were giving it credit for. Because if only the addition of Ish Smith has changed them from being legendarily bad to just, you know, to pretty normal bad, then like, then everything was pretty close to fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I everything so. was, was – and you know what's interesting is, is that Brett Brown actually said – and this is when the other point guards came back. He said, nobody wants to hear this, but it's not going to be until after Christmas to when you see things start to come together. Um and I, I think Ish Smith was a uh, obviously a help, um, but Kevin Pelton said this week in one of his chats that he thinks that you know some of this is a little bit of like uh, re- not I don't know if it's progression to the mean or regression to the mean, but like some of this them playing better was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, um, it was so- it was historic bad luck and uh, bad playing for sure. But it's not like they're signing guys from a junkyard like they're signing they're, I mean the team players in the team are college basketball players they they are well thought of in at least many circles so like they were bound to simply win a couple games because it couldn't keep happening as as crazy as it was I loved beating the Timberwolves I just yeah, I man. loved it I loved it because I'm so jealous of them yeah. I think um, it's and it's such bullshit the Timberwolves I've always liked the Timberwolves. They've always had cool colors. I remember when I when I still had a Yahoo email address, my background on my Yahoo page was the Timberwolves just because I liked the colors. 
It was like back in 1999. But they didn't do anything well. It pisses me off so much that they had just horrible draft after horrible draft. Yep. Useless front office and coaching and system. And because they never made anything out of Kevin Love at the same time that LeBron was going back to Cleveland, like they happened to get a first-round pick out of it and then fall into another bad year where they got the first round the first overall pick again that's just they didn't they don't deserve it we deserve it and i think that the timberwolves should be forced to give the sixers something as penance although they already did for that half season of fad we got that heat pick still i yeah. think something else i still think i need something else still maybe just like give us adrian payne like i know he's not great but just like give them to us like as as like hey you guys did this better and we sort of worked out more but you know here's adrian Payne. he's playing eight minutes on the bench uh you have fun i would i think that should be forced let adam silver step in and do that yeah and you know what's interesting is that i i know obviously their situation their coaching situation um you know the 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 untimely the sad death of flip saunders sort of put them in a um, in a bad spot, but yeah. um, Sam Mitchell, it doesn't appear as if does a very good job. Um, no. they, they, it, they're just they're in weird spots. Um, I, I, you know, I, it's. I also think it's funny that every time somebody loses to the Sixers, now they have to go into like, like, like the Timberwolves with the soul, mode, yeah. yeah, soul searching mode. Yeah, yeah. You like go to Temple and like look at yourself for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it becomes really really sad. It's uh, yeah. It, so I love that win, though. I loved it because it was a good fourth quarter. They looked competent in the fourth quarter. I yeah. loved it because um, they made shots they shouldn't make. I loved it mm-hmm. because Rashawn Holmes. I loved it because Jaleel Okafor sat the entire fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's and funny. Brett was, and Brett was saying good things about him as he was. He was like he was up on the bench. He was having a good time. He wanted the team to win. He wasn't pouting about it. And I think that's important. No, I, I think so too. I think it's funny. Like there were, there was a good deal of people who were like, how can you sit um, Julia Loco for, for an entire fourth quarter? It's like, well, I don't know. Cause it was working. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think you need any other reason than that. That's, yeah. you know, um, especially now, I think that they're, they're not going to, they're still going to win a really little a really low number of games so if you have an opportunity to get one go get one you know and yeah. and it was like you know Carl Landry was in there and that was obvious he's obviously not a shoot a future guy but I would love to see I love seeing Rashawn Holmes as like a part of a uh a strong fourth quarter and a win absolutely give it to me yeah. you know this isn't Doug Collins like refusing to play Drew Holiday against Nate Robinson because it would hurt his psyche like this is just a bunch of young guys and Brett's throwing throwing them at the wall. Yeah, I don't mind. I and I think um, now we're currently this happens with all of the every year we have a Rashawn Holmes that we go a little overboard about for about a month. Sure. And last year it was Jeremy's shooting and, and KJ. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were both of them last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rashawn Holmes, like it's funny that the, he had 18 points or whatever. He had one rebound somehow. He doesn't. He's. Uh... He is one of the worst defensive rebounders for a big man of all time so far this year. Yeah. He's got to get he's got to get his hand on some rebounds. But it's funny people are like we got to get this guy more minutes. It's like, you know what? 
everyone will get some fucking minutes. And there will be some times where Rashawn Holmes gets 12 minutes and there will be some times when he gets 25 and it's – they did. We did the same thing with KJ. Got to play yeah. him more. Got to play him more. These guys are playing more here than they would ever play on any other team ever. It's it's fine. It's fine. Relax. That's, but the only problem is, and I think I think Sean might have said something about it. Um, but with Embiid hopefully getting healthy, and Brett said we'll see a healthy Embiid soon, which is has, I don't think has been talked about as much as well. Yeah, I, I, it was in an interview with Mike Gill on ninety seven three, and if you look at the rest of the quote, he said he said healthy Embiid soon, but then he said we, the plan is to have him to start next season. So oh, that, that that did not mean this year. So I just so you up. know, yeah, uh, maybe that's why they're not talking about it as much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But but between that and Dario, and no real trade in sight for Nerlens or Jaleo, like that is cl- that is really crowding the big man core. And I think Rashawn is an NBA player, and I I am I do worry about like getting him enough minutes in the future. If maybe, maybe in the future, but not now. I don't no, I don't worry I think, about it. I think now. Tw- I'm like. 20 minutes, 15 minutes here. I think he should play at least 15 minutes a game because he is he's just like a more efficient Maurice Spates, I think. Like with just more inside game. He's finishing at such a such a high rate. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's I I don't see Maurice Spates was basically like a jump shooter. Yeah, I'm just meant like in the same way that like you come in and just get some offense get some and like hustle offense. Yeah. And they sort of like they sort of like have a same shape. Yes. Yes, um, you're right. Um I I, uh, is Maurice Spates the original lick face, even pre-Henry Sims? Oh, that is a good point. By the way, there's a thread on Sixers Reddit about what lick face is, by the way. I thought you should know. That's um, weird. Somebody asked about what lick face was. And then uh, like the guy who responded got indignant about it. I thought it was funny. but um, <laughs> You got indignant about it last time somebody asked you. Or not indignant, just like, sorry, man, I can't. Well, no, no, no. He got indignant, not that somebody was asking, but he was like, the joke is already old, and for some reason they won't let it go. Oh, 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 oh. So, bro, the hear, joke can't be that. old if nobody knows it. <laughs> you know, like, I meant like, to say, I forgot about this before the the uh, Pavorsky section. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ingram is your guy. Is he? He's very skinny, so he's not fat. Yeah. He can shoot lights out, and he's got good handles for being like 6'9". He's very long. He's, you'd throw him into the three right away, and he'd... He's... I, I've preached BPA for so long that I can't, like, in good conscience, talk about getting someone with a better fit. But he fits so much better than Ben Simmons would, and but Ben is just a, has more of a possibility to become like really otherworldly. Um, but yeah, Brandon Ingram's your guy. So you're describing Ingram. He sounds like Zach Levine. Is he not like Zach? No, Levine? no, no. He's he's okay. he's six he's six nine with with a uh, a seven three wingspan. Do you, do you still he's hate closer to Durant-esque? Oh. Okay. Do you still hate Zach Levine? I don't think about Zach Levine. Okay. He doesn't even cross my mind. I, I, there are there's... people who say, like, oh, if the Sixers had like Zach Levine instead of Sarge, wasn't there like some proposed like, like Smallwood something like that proposed like Dario yeah. and like first round pick and Nerlens for Levine or some bullshit? Yes, uh, that was no. John Smallwood. I, I don't want to trade a lot for him. I just sort of like him. 
I, I didn't I didn't like him he's at the draft, and I sort of like it. He's like a guy at the gym who just works on like glamour muscles. Like he's not a basketball player. He's just like does fun stuff. Yeah, I just but I watch him and I see basketball player. He is getting skills. better. I will say, yeah. say that. Yeah, he's getting better. But um, I I don't know. I don't like him. I, I don't like him. Okay. He rubs me the wrong way. He pronounces his goddamn name wrong. Is what it is. And up, oh, my dog's going ape shit for some reason. Mailman must be here. So uh, while we're on that, um, this is the third time I'm going to bring this up, and it's the last time I'll bring it up. But I would def- I would definitely trade for Markeith Morris. Um. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're going to with land with like Landry here and, and Elton Brand. It feels like. Too many of the same, a, a similar player. Yeah, but uh, does, but he and, and here's another eye test thing because everybody just throws like numbers. Don't at Don't you me. want not shitheads? He feels like a shithead. No, he he definitely feels like a shithead. Um, I I agree with you. But he was one of those guys that like I watched his rookie year and didn't see anything. And then yeah. over one summer, he and his brother, I remember watching in summer league and I was like, whoa, what the hell did the Morris guys do? They can play. And yeah. I just like, Markeith Morris at his best, like really seems like he can play. He seems mm-hmm. like a, a perfect 2016 four, like basically, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just like, it's nothing he's really like bad at. He's kind of yeah. just like very competent. Um. Yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with it if he's not a shithead. But I think he kind of is. Yeah, he he's definitely a shithead. Um. And then the other thing I wanted to mention before we get to Twitter questions, and you can let me know if. Oh, by the way, I like. I'm just gonna forget the Hawks game. Like that is. Yeah, the, that's fine. The, the the Hawks, like the way they fucking play, is exactly how we can't defend. Like all we do is take risks, and all their offense does is take advantage of guys that are running around like head guys with their chickens. Like chickens with their head cut off. I just don't think 100%. we can the, yeah. the Sixers offense, I mean, they shot pretty poorly from three. Although, like, Covington hit a couple. Hollis hey, you asshole, shut up! All right, sorry. Not bad. No, no, not you, the dog. Continue. I know. Uh, the, Hollis and Nick are starting to hit some more shots, and Covington hit a couple, but the offense isn't the problem at all. Like, they're scoring at a fine rate and they're getting decent looks and all of the point guards to some extent are setting up the offense better than they had been previously so i i continue to expect i don't know if they're worse than the league right now offensive rating wise but i expect that'll go up but the defense just still doesn't look like anything which is i, I it is a lot of taking risks but like it's it's weird to see them go from such a strength, which it was for a lot of last season, to being like a really obvious weakness. Yeah, well, I think I think part of the reason is it doesn't seem like. First of all, they have bad defensive players, but they had bad yeah. defensive players last year. But yeah. they added a like, and I'm I'm not blaming Okafor for this, but you know, a centerpiece of their team is a bad defensive player at a spot that you can't really have a bad defensive player. Yeah, and Luke was probably a big help. Yes, Luke was yeah. a help, and I think, um, you know, even backcourt, like Stauskas um, has, up until this point, been bad. Uh, Cannon is, uh, tries very hard, but is too short to guard the two. 
You, uh, had to it, give, you had to give him something. You couldn't just say he's bad. You said to say, but he does. He 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 does try hard on defense. Uh, he tries hard. You're he does. A, you're such a cannon, Stan. Here's the pro- look. He okay. We're gonna move on to this now. Let's go. Come on. I'm ready. This is already shaping up to be a, a, a way too long, Ricky. So he tweeted the other day. My plus minus was terrible in the Hawks game. That's not me. It won't happen again. Which I like. It's a good tweet. I appreciate it. It's a great tweet, and it made me feel bad for him. And I was just like, well, everyone stop hating on Isaiah Cannon. Stop. Stop. I'm not saying tweet at him how much you don't like him. But everyone's a a little too mean about Isaiah Cannon. Everyone's a little too mean about everybody. Uh, Cannon Cannon is really bad unless he happens to catch fire. But don't say happens to catch fire like it happens once every nine games. It it kind of does, though. Wait a minute. Every sixer is bad unless he's doing the one thing that he's good at, if he happens to have that one thing. I don't agree. I think he is the most volatile sixer. He can catch fire and put the team on his back, like Lou Williams did last night for the Lakers. But you don't want him anywhere near your team because he's bad at everything else. And Wait a minute. Unless a- he's elite at the one thing that he's good at on that given night, he is really negative for the team here is all guys i like right all guys i like robert covington has not had as many games where he's been good at anything as isaiah cannon has at shooting nick stout i mean i mean this season last season yes, yes this season so i'm just saying this season like of all guys to hate um nick stauskas has not had as many games being a uh, a positive basketball player as he's isaiah cannon has this definitely less minutes and played significantly less of a role keep but going. because because he's been shittier because he's and been he was, so and shitty he, and he was hurt okay keep going he was hurt he stop. He was hurt. It's what? it's still it's but it's true. Like like it's he had. Wait a minute. He had a, a an injury that that we don't even we've never even heard of before. That 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 he they wouldn't let him play until the injury was gone. I mean like 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 Kendall Marshall has not had as many good games as um uh yeah. What's and, Kendall, and Kendall doesn't play anymore. Right, but but I guess what I'm saying is like there are. A ton of even even Rashawn Holmes, the guys had like three good games, and all of a sudden we, we he's getting like a mandatory thirty minute. He's six the foot what nine or ten. He plays center and he got one rebound. One re- difference uh, is the difference is Cannon was playing the most minutes on the team for a while, and being counted on to do things at the ends of quarters and games and in crunch time, and was largely responsible for or the team was largely responsible and he was in the forefront of how much they failed at executing anything in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. And so he's unnecessarily, I'm not blaming him for being, for Brett putting him in a spot where he had to be the guy, but he hasn't been good in weeks and I'm glad that he's playing less. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying that people like put an un- an undue amount of blame on that guy. Like uh, that's all I'm saying. Like the get him as far away from the Sixers as possible. It's like I don't know. He seems like he likes everybody. He was smiling when he was benched. Like he was he was cheering for the. He doesn't seem like a bad you, guy. No no, um, no no no. Did yeah. you watch that video of? of I'm not saying yes. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the video of him and Jakar? Yes. Is the 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 pie in the face video? Yeah. Yeah. It's um. 
I it's like pretty that. amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you one of the amazing thing the Sixers have the things that the Sixers have done in the last couple of years is those videos are like timeout videos up on the screen at the oh. Wells Fargo Center. They're all awesome. Like they they have a million awesome videos like that. Even guys like like naming like name as many numbers as you can in thirty seconds. Like these are all <laughs> great videos. The videos are awesome. So um, that is a great video. Do you want to do some Twitter questions or <laughs> did you read the the Brian Windhorst thing or no? No, I don't even I don't even hear about it. So he leave it to us to like pick out the one thing about an article that we don't like or don't agree with to focus on. He basically wrote an article comparing Sam Hinkie to the guy. I didn't see the Big Short, but the guy in the Big Short. Yeah. And he he there was one thing where he mentioned that the Sixers had released Ish Smith twice, which is not true. Right. Um, but but like everyone was like, look, this guy doesn't even know how many times we released Ish Smith. Um, <laughs> His basic point, which I thought was interesting, is that we may never – like Sam Hinkie, like they, they had similar uh, personality issues, I guess, and similar no. – well, no. He's saying that that basically – The guy that, Christian Bale played is like Asperger's-y and Sam is not anywhere near that. Not He's saying I, – I guess basically what he said was is that – and his basic point was about Josh Harris – was about this um, – plan that you needed that seemed uh, extreme that you needed investors to believe in you about sure. and that that basically that Josh Harris like stopped believing too quickly and that or or quick too quickly to see if the plan would work and we may never see if Hinky's plan was as good as the big short plan because it has been interrupted and sure but i really don't think that the, Harris like has given up on it. I, I well, think he keeps saying that, and I don't think that it has. Why? Look at, I mean, if you think that like Carl Landry playing more and Elton Brand a little and Ish Smith, who they signed last, if that is giving up on the plan when they still have all these picks and all these young guys playing major major minutes, I don't agree. I don't think that that's enough to say. If they start trading. If they acquire Al Jefferson or Rudy Gay or some bullshit like that, then yes, I think we'll be like, oh, they're just really trying to scrape by to 500. But they're still really loaded in a bunch of ways, and until something well, changes in that way, then I, I'm not going to be concerned that we're back to mediocrity. Well, no, 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 no. But I, I think you're. I think the. I'm not saying that Jerry Colangelo's mission is to make them mediocre. In fact, I think it's possible that you could at this point shift focus and actually be what you are going to be. I, I like I don't my my concern with Jerry Colangelo is not like a bunch of, you know, um middling uh uh, veteran guys that make the Sixers a 44-win team for perpetuity. I think he wants to be good too. But I do think it is entirely possible. And again, I, I, I switch day to day. But I do think it is entirely possible that Josh Harris said – and I, because I don't think – I think I've mentioned this before. Josh Harris is not the only owner. And yeah. um, and the other owners, while they they don't have final say, could definitely get in his ear. And this is not, it, you know, for two years we've heard that the uh, that there are other owners that are not happy with the way this is going. So I do think it's possible that Sam's, um, you know, and look, it might be some people leaking it um, one way or the other, but the Elton Brand thing seems. Uh, from what I've heard, to be almost entirely Colangelo and not Hinky. Um, now that's just from Brand what I heard. He met with Hinky. 
Bran himself yeah, he, said that you know he Hinky. met with Hinky, but the uh, the impetus for doing it was Colangelo's, from what I heard. Fine. So if, if it's going to be filling out the fifteenth person on the bench, fine. Uh, well, I no, really... but, but I, you're not listening. You're you're being defensive. Uh, what what I'm telling you is that I think it is entirely possible that that Josh Harris had again. It could be possible that they are set up to win and that they will execute on this. But uh-huh. it could also be possible that this is no longer Hinky's um, show to run. And I think that that is possible. And I think I guess I just don't see it as black and white as everybody else sees it. I think it's there's areas of gray, but people making concessions like, okay, he, you know, Colangelo thinks we should sign Elton Brand and cut Christian Wood. Brett Brown doesn't like Christian Wood. Elton Brand would help. Okay, let's weigh the risks of that and let's do it. I, I guess I don't see it as like now Hinky is powerless and he is just like a headpiece, and everyone's. And it's, it, I just don't think it's a, a total shift. I think it. It's a fluid situation. That's the way I look at it. I think when it comes down to it, what and I don't know the answer to this, but what you have to I think what you have to ask yourself, it may be that way now, but this is what I said at the beginning. What you have to ask yourself is if those two guys disagree on, on something important, who Josh Harris sides with. And um like that's what you have to ask yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. uh and, and whether because I, I don't get the sense I, I don't think that Jerry Colangelo would just um, secede that decision, you know, would just say or cede that decision, would say, you know what, you're right, Sam, you, you do what you want, Sam. I think he would say, no, I believe it's this, and it comes down to who Josh Harris would um, would side with um, on an issue that not only seems like a different answer but a different sort of path, you know, a different uh, – I, I guess, I guess I, and I agree with that. And that's that will be the ultimate question, and something that we'll never know really know the answer to because we're not privy to the the conversations. But Josh Harris could also have an opinion himself and be like, say Colangelo wasn't in the picture, and Harris himself believed that we should make this trade or make this draft pick, and Hinky's like, no, this other thing. It, it could have been that also. It, it, I, I I think as I've always said, I think. I Hinky not getting fired here at this juncture means that Harris is still committed to him in a pretty big way. If he wanted to fire him after three seasons and a one and 30 start or whatever it was when they hired Colangelo, that would have been really easy. And for the most part, except for the people that listen to this podcast, well thought of in Philadelphia and in basketball. I don't think that would have been easy, and I, I don't think I, I disagree in that the fact that they didn't fire him is an endorsement of him. I think more than anything, it is. It could be. Again, I'm I'm not saying I know, but I'm saying that it's very easy for me to look at it and say that it would look bad for the team and really bad for Hinky, a guy that I think that whether he believes in him doing this anymore or not believed in him enough and has a decent enough relationship to not say you're fired because if you fire him at this point it puts him in a terrible spot you know like puts it puts him in a, in a terrible spot hinky it puts hinky in a terrible spot professionally yeah um, but who- just just like firing brett i mean he's in the same spot as brett he's 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 in i don't think in- josh has to care about that and especially if if people call the owners out for being like heartless hedge fund people then like why would they 
really give a shit. The, it would. The Sixers had so much bad publicity with the around the Okafor thing that firing the GM and saying we're going to make a big change like would have given them better publicity. They would have people but, would have been like, yes, finally they they realized the error of their ways. They tried something new. It didn't work, and now they're going to go try to be an actual basketball team. But but you also remember they don't have a gen. They they would have also had to find a general manager because Colangelo. He said very explicitly that one of the things, one of the reasons he took the job is because he could stay in, in Phoenix. So I just, then I, I guess th- I, I still don't worry about him as a guy that's going to usurp power. He, I think he's just a very well thought of advisor and a public voice to the thing. I don't think I, it could happen. It, it certainly could get to a point where there's a big decision and they disagree on it and somebody's got to go with one thing or the other. But I guess I could have seen that happening anyway and i don't think that this is I, I still don't think it's a disaster and i think some people are like it's over but i well i i think i think they would have had to hire somebody really stupid to turn it into a disaster like i think um like i think phil jackson could have messed this up you know like i think i think somebody <laughs> i think jerry colangelo is probably too smart to really mess this up i i think that um I don't know. They, they would have had to make a worse decision on who it's to not, hire. It's not like it's Doug Collins. Like it's, right, it's right, right, like right, right, right. He's going back to – like Colangelo for all intents and purposes doesn't like despise the numbers. Like he's – No, bright, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bright dude and he's, he's always been forward thinking. So I I still don't think it's a disaster. Okay. And at 4-34, and 34, uh, I, I do worry about them being too good. Uh I don't. I love it. They're the best. Things okay. are going to be good. Things All are right. fine. Trade deadline. Let's do some uh, rapid-fire Twitter questions. Rapid-fire. Okay? Yeah, because we always, we always take too long on them, and then we don't get to enough of them. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Uh, from Matthew Sweeney, who has a better uh, build, Jaleel Okafor or Abdullah the Butcher? Um, that is before your time. It's a wrestling reference. I would say I Okafor. Oh, I would say Okafor by a hair. Okay. Uh, from Ant- Anthony, according to sources, people are upset you're now off the air and have a suit job. Oh, oh yeah, well, like congratulations or something. Ah, eh, yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, thanks. Uh, um, no one is upset at that. Thank you, though, Anthony. Um, from DL Dubs, the Sixers signed one retired guy, traded two second-round picks for a point guard. Is it okay for me to laugh at those who say the process is dead? Well, there you go. I think you have just given that answer. There it is. Yeah. Um, would this is from Ed? Would a Simmons and healthy Embiid front court be enough to say the process worked? Yes. yes. Oh my God! Yes. 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 Oh my God! Holy crap! It would be. Yeah. They they would put the process in the basketball hall of fame. Exactly. Um, our T-shirt would end up in the with with Michael with Mike Weber uh wearing it would end up Over in the basketball hall. Yeah. Uh, from Matt Gruber, over under five games played for Embiid next year. Over. Right, it's gotta be over. It's gotta be over. If he doesn't ever play with the Sixers, I, ha- I'll retire from blogging. Wow, that's bold. Uh, I will leave. From Drew B, could anyone on the Sixers beat Jakar Sampson in a fight to the death? The dude's a maniac. Um, <laughs> huh? Maybe, maybe Carl Landry. He seems, he seems yeah. like he's got some old man strength. Yeah, he's probably crafty. Yeah. Um. Anybody else? But nobody else. I don't think there's anybody else that's possible. I feel like Rash- I feel like Rashawn's a bad dude in a fight. Yeah, 
And yeah. maybe Jaleel, who we've seen, we've seen the way he punches. I, I don't know. That was a sloppy punch. Um, from Philly Trivia, why is Covington not allowed to be the shooting guard? Why does he have to be a forward? Um, well, because he can't dribble. Um, and he can't guard guards, right? I mean, he can't be the shooting guard. Yeah, he's he's been versatile in defense. I really don't know what's wrong with Covington. I, Andrew Sharp, who's now back on Twitter. Uh, oh, is he? I didn't notice. Yeah, yes. He uh, he emailed me asking what's wrong with Bob Covington, and I told him I don't know, and I'm concerned, which I am. Yeah, he had. Well, it's definitely. I mean, if it was an injury thing, it's also a confidence thing. When you go and cut your hair to change things around, oh, yeah. Like, like and his two minutes in the middle of the Hawks game were atrocious. You know, yeah. he had a couple shots at the end, but his two minutes in the middle were terrible. When he finally got in I'm, there, I miss I miss good Bob. Yeah. Uh, from Michael Huff, you decide to keep only one, Noel or Okafor. Who do you keep? Uh, well, you haven't listened to this podcast very often. Um, I would keep Noel. I would keep Noel. Who wins a game of backgammon, Tom Coughlin or Jerry Colangelo? <laughs> I go Coughlin. Uh, I go Colangelo. Did you see that the that the Dolphins signed Gase? To coach? Yeah, I saw that. Yep, I saw who's that. The, who are the Eagles going to coach? Who's going to coach the Eagles? I mean, uh, Doug Peterson. Oh, boy. Wow. You know, what's, you know what's funny? Everybody reacted really negatively to that, and I was like, well, he's not coming to play quarterback. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, I think that's a good defense of, of Doug Peterson. Yeah, I mean. He's not playing quarterback. I think, I think, I think every, you know, everybody sort of forgets, like, he was a quarterback mentor guy um, and then basic, for McNabb and then basically has coached ever since. Um, and this has been a time in Eagles land where everybody has been missing Andy Reid, and here yeah. is basically like the next Andy Reid guy. You know, sure. for, uh, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem horrible Maybe. to me. I I just think it's amazing. Doug Peterson was twenty years ago, and it's amazing how still on the tip of Eagles fans' tongues. Yeah, he, yeah. He's still yep. like so. He's still so present. Yep. Everyone's like, no, not Doug Peterson. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he's not going to play. Um, I from our. I want Coach Coy. Uh, that would be great. From Fantasource, it's negative fifteen wind chill tomorrow at the Vikings game. What's the coldest temperature you would you would sit through for a game? Who a football uh, game? Yeah. Um, I don't know. At this point in my life, like sixty. Uh, I what's the point? Watch it at yeah. home. Yeah, I was at the. I was outdoors at the Tampa game, which was sort of rainy and like cold, and then the. What was the like, the Washington game, which was only sort of cold? I don't I don't think I'd go below like thirty, twenty five or thirty. I'm I'm too like I I admit I'm not hardcore like that anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, no thanks. From our our buddy Texas Jaron, uh, who I believe is also oh. Adam Aaron's son. Um, yes. How much should Ish get in free agency next summer? Um, I believe he represents Ish. <laughs> so <laughs> does he really? Yes, I think so. So, I mean, Wait, Ish, we, were talking about, we were talking about Adam Aaron like running, what is it, movietickets.com or something like that? No, or AMC some... Theaters. He's the CEO of AMC Theaters. It's, a, it's AMC? Wow. Unreal. Yeah, his tweet, like, he went on and on about every, like, current movie. He was like, hey, have you guys seen Star Wars? It's amazing. Hey, how about The Hateful Eight? Or maybe you want to go see Joy featuring Jennifer Lawrence. It was so the greatest. Good. Yeah, it was the greatest. Honestly, honestly, I unfollowed him. Couldn't take it. Oh, no way. I'm out. How much do I'm you gone. think Ish gets? I think Ish will get uh, 4 16 It's tough because he didn't get anything last year. 
Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's here or if it's somewhere else. But I think four and sixteen is is I would say probably closer to like. Well, the salary cap's going up. Maybe yeah. maybe three fifteen. Okay. Um, da 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 da. From Chase, at what point do they say, screw best player available, we need to start fleshing out a team? I feel like we've that's, answered this already, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like, a good question. I mean, I think if they get the first pick and they look at both guys, I, I'm confident that they would still um, take Simmons. I think they would say this is the kind of player that you uh, you build a team around and uh, and figure out the rest later. From Mario, uh, I think this is too early. Actually, what free agents would you like to see the Sixers target this year? Um, I yes. was uh, I, I was talking with um, uh, Sixers uh, rights Ricky Sanchez regular Marty Teller, and he he's brought up Bazemore a few times. I like Bazemore a lot. I would love to see Bazemore on the team. Sure. As a two guard, I love Bazemore. Um, yeah, why not? From Philip, the intern. Did, uh, I actually didn't hear this, and I'm sure you didn't. So we'll have to get to this, this next is, this time. This is after fake Philip or real Philip? Uh, fake Philip. Fake Philip. Okay. Um, I'll I'll wait until next time actually for that because I didn't hear it yet. Let's see. From Dweebowitz, who, by the way, we have to wish. I had no idea Dweebowitz had cancer and is fighting cancer. So best luck to yeah. He's the best. He's very grumpy, but he's also the best. Um, he's, been, would, he's been around us a long time. Would Sam Hinkie look better with a handlebar mustache? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if he slides into – if he does a heel turn into villain role, I would love it. From Marcellus, what is the best way to argue for the process to a non-truster? Um, the answer I would is say, not to argue. Walk yeah, away. Yeah. And by the way, uh, be very condescending when you walk away. Shake <laughs> yeah, your head at them. Walk away and like maybe do like a hand to the face and say it. Yeah. Uh, from Brett, if Landry continues at this level in his role, would you rather keep him or trade him for a second? Definitely, a second. definitely trade him for some seconds. Uh, from the VP of Player Ops of my fantasy team, Legs, who plays Sam Hinkie, Jer- Jerry Colangelo, and Brett Brown in the movie? Well, I think we landed on Steve Carell for Hinkie. Um, yes. <sighs> Colangelo. Oh, I say Jerry Stiller. <laughs> Jerry Stiller for Clancho? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The first, he, would, he would absorb the role pretty good. And yeah. Brett, Brett's a tough cast. Um, Gary Oldman. All right, great. Yeah, I don't know. He'd do a funny, he'd do a funny attempt at the accent. I'd I see think. Them. Or what about like a uh, an old looking uh, George Clooney? Or what about a uh, Clooney? Clooney would be good because he has to. Brett is incredibly charming. Or what about what about um what's his name the guy who did uh if we give him some gray hair and uh make him up a little bit the guy who did um uh oh god um the guy who who was in Mallrats and uh and did the town and uh, why can't I remember his name I was and did, Affleck uh, yeah Ben Affleck I like that your first reference for Ben Affleck is yeah, Mallrats yeah. that's the first movie you think of when you think of Ben Affleck. <laughs> Well, I couldn't think of uh, – was it Argo? Is that what it was called? The, Argo uh, movie, Argo. yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Svem, uh, where is Blark on your draft board this year? Um, I say I mean, fourth. He's, he's, no. He's struggled this year, I think. Yeah. And I think it's probably because of the way the government like has been treating him. Uh, you got to think about where his head's at. Um, I got him at like eight. 
eight or nine because he still got it, but I need to see some like actual on court uh, performance. Uh, from Chuck, uh, kill Mary. Uh, wow, he said kill Mary slash one night stand, but I think it's uh, kill. Mary. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Willie Green, Mike D'Antoni, Tony DeLeo. Wow, I'd marry Willie Green. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'd marry Willie Green because he's always there. I would kill DeLeo easy. Yep. And yep. Uh, Dan Tony, seven seconds or less. That's my kind of speed. Yeah. From uh, CBS3's Pat Gallen and uh, my original podcast partner four years ago, what are your sources telling you? <laughs> Wait, you would, Pat Gallen was your original podcast partner four years ago? Yeah, yeah while I was uh, unemployed, we had a podcast. It was like my first podcast. Me and, it's what? on – if you ever want to listen to it, it is on this uh, podcast feed like – what is years it? Ago. What is it? What is it about? It was just about Philadelphia sports. Like we would pick a couple of topics and talk about them. We talked about talked about the Sixers a lot. Uh, but he was um, years ago. He was on ninety seven three ESPN in Atlantic City, and I was unemployed. And uh, and we did a podcast together. Years he he was one of the original part like planners of the end of lockout party, like the prior to write to Ricky Sanchez uh, like basketball party I threw that Iguodala yeah. showed up at. That was Pat. So well, what are your sources telling you? My sources? Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to my sources in a while. Okay. Um, I need to like follow up with some of them, see what's up. Um, and f- what do you got? Uh, I don't have any sources. Come on. And f- I don't. I don't. I might have some more source stuff next week. I don't know. I might. Um, and finally, from Clay, in a buyer's market, do the Sixers have anybody of value to sell? Uh, Landry. I think. Yeah. And uh, Dave, uh, Okafer. <laughs> yeah. And Julio. I, I would, I'd be interested to see what kind of big action happens around the deadline. That'd be cool. I don't, if they trade Julio, by the way, I don't think it would happen until the draft, but that would just be, that would be me. Uh, um, yeah. I agree with you. Um, do you want to do a jigsaw? No, I got to go. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do two jigsaws next week because we didn't do one last week. Double jigsaw. All right, this has been the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, 707 Walnut, and always at LLPavorsky.com. Um, are you down with TTP? Yeah, but also Skype because it didn't cut out today at all. Yeah, but I'm not letting you out of saying it, though. Uh, you know, lick face. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Um, watch The Grinder. Tuesday yeah, watch The Grinder. At 9.30 after Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Fox. Yes, and in your free time, listen to WIP at all times. <laughs> there you go. Let's just plug everything. And, all right. Uh, all good. All right. Games this week. All right. See you, buddy. See you, pal.